0: Hello, I'm Paul Lee, and you're listening to Woman Worthy, real talk about real issues for women over 60. If you're over 60, you're still worthy of being heard. I had a complicated family life with my husband. His first wife gave him custody of their two young children at the time of their divorce, when the daughter was two and a half and the son four and a half. And uh, we got married uh, shortly after the divorce. She then resought and won custody of the daughter when she was 10. The daughter wanted to come back to live with us when she was 12, but she didn't. She stopped talking to us from the ages of 15 to 18, at which time she did come back to live with us. The son stayed with us the whole time. Things finally were normal and time went on. We were the happy and engaged grandparents of my stepson's five children. I was particularly close to the oldest grandson. Then when my stepdaughter was in her mid-30s, she suddenly and inexplicably stopped talking to us and ignored our attempts to communicate with her until and after her father's death two and a half years later. In his obituary, I referred to her as his estranged daughter. After his father's death, my stepson and I made an effort to retain the closeness we'd always had, despite our political differences. And I tried to be an attentive grandparent to all five grandchildren. But a single incident, for which I was at fault, caused a break with my grandson that he refused to address and thus my relationship with the grandchildren suffered, except for that with the oldest, which survived intact. That is, until three years ago, when at the age of 23, he inexplicably and harshly condemned and rejected me. I was devastated. I was sure there was something really, really wrong with me that all the parenting and grandparenting I had done had failed. All the giving I had done had been for naught. Clearly, I had been delusional. I was a failure not only as a parent-grandparent, but probably as a human being as well. I remain estranged from my stepdaughter, for whom I was once her best friend. I was estranged from my stepson for more than six years, until a few months ago, there was a brief connection, but not because he wanted a reconciliation. He wanted money to which he was not entitled. And then I suddenly heard again from the oldest grandson, now 26, who wrote me how sorry he was, how much he loved, valued, and appreciated me, how much I had meant and still mean to him. We still haven't talked yet about what happened and why I still haven't seen him, but I feel grateful and vindicated. The only reason I'm sharing this rather convoluted story is because when I thought about doing a podcast episode on estrangement from adult children and grandchildren, I resisted, not wanting to expose my own situation and my own feelings. And then I learned I am far from alone in this. If you listen to my podcast with any regularity, you know I like to do quite a bit of research on my topics. This time, though, I'm going to reference only one work. Joshua Coleman, Ph.D., a psychologist in the San Francisco Bay Area, writes and speaks on family dynamics. His book, Rules of Estrangement, Why Adult Children Cut Ties, and How to Heal the Conflict. And as an aside, of course, I will list this on the Woman Worthy Facebook page. Uh, uh, The book addresses this issue so completely that I'm going to use it as my sole source. However, there are many resources on this topic. And in fact, at the end of his book, in the notes section, Dr. Coleman lists a number of them, which I'll also put on the Woman Worthy Facebook page. In the introduction to his book, Dr. Coleman starts out by describing his own situation, how his adult daughter from his first marriage rejected him and why. He describes his feelings, quote, sad, scared, and pissed off, unquote, and points out that, quote, estrangement is still largely a closeted problem because people are afraid others will judge you harshly know that we judge ourselves much more harshly than anyone else ever could. Dr. Coleman also notes that sometimes the parent is at fault, either over a long period of time, or perhaps just for a single but inciting incident, as was the case with me. And sometimes the adult child or his or her spouse is, and sometimes, he writes, the cause of the estrangement lies somewhere in that vast desert between where the complexities of each person's personality, histories, challenges, or genetics ping-pong back and forth off the other, a conflict operating less as a cause and effect and more like a feedback loop. Estrangement is painful and confusing. It's also complex. There are no one-size-fits-all solutions." Unquote. One aspect of Dr. Coleman's book I found particularly interesting was his two sets of perspectives, the estranged parents and the adult child. He lists the estranged parents' perspective as being, and now I'm quoting, adult children aren't the ultimate authorities about what happened in their childhood. Just because you check a few boxes on a survey doesn't mean your parent is a narcissist. Actually, you do owe your parents. Estranging an involved grandparent who never abused your child is child abuse and elder abuse. Unless your therapist has met your parent, their diagnosis of them may be completely incorrect. If your spouse requires that you estrange your otherwise good parents and you go along with it, you have a shitty marriage. Those are Coleman's words, not mine. It's absurd to blame your parent for not using parenting standards that didn't exist when they were raising you. And hurting your feelings is not the same as abusing you. And then he lists the estranged adult child's perspective. Parents aren't the ultimate authorities about what happened in my childhood. Telling children that you can demand whatever you want because you made sacrifices for us will always backfire. Having time with your grandchildren is a privilege, not a right. Unless your therapist has met me, the diagnosis you have been given of me may be completely wrong. It's wrong to not empathize with my wish that you could have raised me differently. Threatening to cut me out of your will does not make me want to reconcile. Just because you did a better job raising me than your parents did raising you doesn't mean that you didn't hurt me. Unquote. Dr. Coleman is a therapist, so of course he advocates therapy, ideally for the estranged parent and adult child together. He concedes that reconciliation is, quote, typically a long road, more often a matter of years than months, and once an estrangement has already been going on for a while, it's typically going to take longer to resolve, so you have to have the marathon model in mind. Parents often ask me, when do I get to say enough is enough? The answer is, whenever you want. Unless their child is a minor, I think parents have the right to do that and at some point say that they've tried hard and long enough. And again, this is Dr. Coleman speaking, or in his book. And then how do you cope if you or your adult child isn't willing to engage? As was the case in my, now I'm speaking as me, Paulette situation. Well, for whatever reasons, including that I'm a step parent and probably no longer necessary or I'm too difficult or I simply really don't much like my stepchildren very much anymore or their children have been taught to dislike me or I've been separated from the grandchildren for so long that there's no longer any connection or I've adapted to not parenting and grandparent uh, parenting and I don't want to go through any more unreciprocated effort or heartbreak. Dr. Coleman writes rather extensively about the pain of child-parent estrangement and sums up in six common myths of estranged parents. And they are what I personally experienced and, can, in fact, have concluded for myself. But now I'm going to read from the book. So here are Coleman's six common myths of estranged parents. Myth number one, I can't have a happy life without my child or grandchild in it. Fact. While the pain of estrangement is enormous, the biggest obstacle isn't just the absence of your child. It's your guilt, shame, and inclination to punish yourself. It's your belief that not only could you have done better, but that you should have done better. Myth number two. If my own child rejects me, it proves that I'm unlovable. Fact. Your value isn't for your child or anyone else to determine. Your value is part of your birthright you should guard it with your life. Myth number three. I should always be thinking about my child otherwise I'm being a neglectful parent and a bad selfish person. Fact. It is not good for your mental health to obsess about the estrangement or the well-being of your child. Putting your child out of your mind can actually be useful for your happiness and serenity. You are still a good person and a good parent even if you don't think about him or her. Myth number four. If I hadn't made the decisions or mistakes I'd made, my child's life would be completely different. Fact. Perhaps, but parents are only part, and sometimes a small part, of determining how a child's life turns out. Genetics, class, neighborhoods, siblings, peers, culture, their choice of partners, and random luck are sometimes far more important. Myth number five, my child is the most appropriate person to say what kind of a parent I am or was. Fact, sometimes one's children are the least able for the following reasons. They're too influenced by your ex or the person to whom they're married. Their mental illness causes them to view you through the distorted lens of their illness. Their therapist has changed their perception about what kind of a parent you are or were. They devalue you for reasons that don't have to do with your parenting. They have to combat their fear that they're too dependent and to prove to themselves that they can stand on their own. And myth number six. If only I'd raised them differently or gotten them help, I wouldn't be estranged today. Fact. No one knows who is going to estrange and who isn't. There are many truly abusive parents whose children would never dream of estranging them. Conversely, there are plenty of dedicated parents whose children choose to end the relationship. The fact that so many dedicated parents are estranged today shows that this is part of a larger social phenomenon, more than the problem of any one parent. In his book, Dr. Coleman deals with many other issues involved in in estrangement, including weaponizing grandchildren, anger, how to handle your will, forgiveness, parenting from a distance, and more. He concludes with healing from estrangement and talks about developing, quote, a kind of poise, balance, and resiliency in the face of ongoing pain, what Buddhists call upekha, or upekha, U-P-E-K-K-H-A. Quote, you need the resources drawn from good sleep, a reasonable diet, regular exercise, and people who care about you to be able to exist in the presence of pain and face it head on. Not everything happens for a reason. You didn't get estranged because you were supposed to be taught some purposeful lesson in order to become stronger, wiser, whatever. You became estranged because bad things happen to good people. This is Coleman speaking in his book. And even if you make monstrously terrible decisions with your children, nothing makes you deserving of a life without them in it. If your kids are unable to see you as worthy of love, Acceptance and forgiveness, then you have to find redemption and guard it with your life. Thank you for listening. Have a good week. You've been listening to Woman Worthy, real we'll talk about real issues for women over 60. Tune in wherever you receive your podcasts with new episodes every Monday morning. You can leave your comments by downloading the Podbean app to your device and on the Woman Worthy Facebook page. I'm Paul Lee. I hope you found this program worthy of your time.